0: Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales Romance where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following Tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Buzz Kinnington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again. And now, on to the story. Clerical Error, written by C-SPAN I'm pretty sure it wasn't my fault that I died. The fact that I was able to remember my death at all was remarkable. Dying usually messes with your memory a good bit. I've known a couple people who have lost weeks and heard horror stories of those that have lost whole chunks of their lives. I was lucky and that I usually remembered right up until the moment of my death. This time around, I distinctly remembered a bright flash from my left before the darkness, presumably a result of something detonating nearby and with enough force to vaporize me. Which, honestly, wasn't the worst. Vaporization meant the corpse wouldn't be able to repair my body, and a new one would have to be grown from scratch. Technically, according to the contract, I should have a clone floating in a vat somewhere for them to dump my consciousness into the instant I died. But clones are expensive to just keep sitting around, so normally they just kept a copy of your brain in some nutrient broth and only start to grow the clone after you die. Which... Um, Beaned your brain in a jar for three months With only sims to keep you from losing your mind It sucks A lot At least I wouldn't have had to pay for the privilege Since it wasn't my fault this time Small blessings, I suppose I let out a small sigh of relief at that thought Wait a second I just breathed Brains in jars don't have lungs And the company provided sims aren't nearly good enough to emulate breathing Which could only mean that I was in an actual body. A goddamn miracle as far as I was concerned. It meant that the ILF risk management algorithms actually did what they were supposed to do for once. Don't get me wrong. The oh so creatively named Interstellar Logistics Facilitators weren't actually all that bad as far as corps go. But like all corps, their primary focus was money. Which always results in as many corners cut as possible. One of those corners was usually clone storage for workers. But not today, apparently. Okay, no more sense in putting it off any longer. I was going to have to open my eyes. Whenever you get dumped into a brand new body, automatic functions kick in instinctually. Which is great if you don't want to asphyxiate a minute and a half after conscious transfer. But uh, exerting voluntary control over your brand new body was a whole other ball game and involved a lot of strenuous effort and a great deal of pain. The first step of which involved opening my eyes for the first time. Okay, here we go. Opening eyes in three, two, one. Ow! The room you woke up into was always dim, but even the weak light was enough to render me entirely blind, as my eyes frantically tried to dilate for the first time ever. A soft sigh of pain escaped my lips, because apparently groans of agony were beyond my current capabilities. My eyes finally adjusted enough that I was able to tell that I was looking at a ceiling, so um, that's nice. Eyes, check. Now on to the rest. Raising my arm was a good test of my control over large muscle groups without being as daunting as, say, uh, sitting up. That would come later. For now, the arm. I generally don't make a habit of dying, but it's happened a few times before, and I don't remember raising my arm being this difficult. It takes me what feels like hours but it's probably about five minutes to shakily raise my arm into view. Which was when I noticed that the skin on the arm wasn't mine. I'm as pale as feck, having apparently descended from either cave-dwelling night creatures or Irish people. The fact that my new body has been sitting in a vat in the dark for god knows how long should have left my skin looking like that of a recently reanimated corpse. Which, in a sense, I was. But the skin on this arm, my arm, was brown. Okay, don't panic. Maybe they've come up with a new growth regimen that resulted in my tanning for the first time in my entire life. But no, my hand looks different. And there's a lot more hair on my forearm than I don't remember having. It's around this time that my proprioceptive sense Oh, so helpfully informs me that the slight weight I've felt in my chest since I was a teenager is gone. And that there is a uh, something unfamiliar between my legs. It seems like I died a woman and woke up as a man. I was in the wrong body. More importantly, I was in the wrong brain. From what I've heard, being stuck in the wrong body sucks a lot. But it isn't fatal. Being stuck in the wrong brain... Yes, is. The science escapes me at the moment, but you can't just stick an old consciousness into any brain you like. All the little fiddly bits of grey matter don't quite line up, and that leads to serious complications. You're fine at first, but things start to break down within hours. If I couldn't fix this soon, I'd be at best incredibly brain damaged, and at worst, dead for good. Okay, no more time to mess around slowly acclimating to my body. I had to get up, I had to get out of here, and I had to fix my brain before it turned to sludge. Adrenaline is a wonderful motivator, and I was able to sit up much more quickly than I was able to raise my arm, although with a great deal more pain. I managed to spin around, so I was sitting with my legs dangling off the edge of the bed and prepared to stand up. It was at this point that I was confronted with a large mirror. For some reason, waking up alone in a room with a mirror is the best way to acclimate to your new body. Something about seeing yourself in the mirror helps you ground yourself, or whatever. Normally, looking in the mirror and seeing that I was fine helped calm me down after an accident killed me. But, um, not this time. The guy looking back at me in the mirror was entirely average. Dark hair, dark eyes, brown skin, average height. Nothing that would cause me to look at him twice if we passed each other on the street. The only remarkable thing about him was that I was rattling around inside his brain instead of him. Looking at the man in the mirror, seeing him instantly mimic my movements, his movements sent a wave of nausea crashing through me. This body was wrong. Oh, it seemed like a perfectly acceptable body, all things considered, but it wasn't mine, and... I hated it. I needed to get out. It was at this point that I remembered that all I needed to do was call for help. The wake-up rooms were monitored in case something went wrong. Well, something had definitely gone wrong. I should have realized this sooner, but in my defense, I just died like 20 minutes ago and wasn't exactly at my best. I tried to say help, but it came out more as a... A couple of attempts later, and I could manage something that was definitely help. Although the words felt strange and unfamiliar in my mouth, and I had to enunciate really carefully. I'm not sure if this guy didn't speak English normally, or if my control over his vocal cords kind of sucked. A small indicator light blinked on, and an accentless female voice chimed in above. What seems to be the problem, Mr. Newman? Okay, here goes. I had to convince this monitoring bot that I was not, in fact, Mr. Newman. This could be difficult, but uh, let's start simple. I'm not Mr. Newman. My name is Rachel Amy Patel, and I died in an accident that occurred while I was working on Elevator 13. I said all of this slowly and carefully, trying not to trip over my own suddenly unfamiliar tongue. The light blinked once, and there was a brief silence. Understood, Ms. Patel. uh, Could you please state your employee identification number so that we can confirm your identity? Well, that was easy. The voice was male now and had a very slight lisp. So, probably a real-life person. I was apparently important enough to be escalated. Anyways, my ID. I really hoped my memory wasn't fried enough to forget it. Because I would be screwed if I couldn't remember. My ID is 6261159403952112906. I cannot for the life of me determine why the numbers needed to be 19 digits long. I looked it up once, and the ILF has only about 3 billion people working for it ever. So, there's no reason they should be more than, like, ten digits. I have no idea what any of the numbers correspond to, either. Is this fact important? No. It's distracting me from the fact that the intercom has been silent for a worrying amount of time. Yes, just as my nervousness was about to crest into full-blown panic, the intercom came back on. My apologies, Miss Patel. There appears to have been a clerical error on our end, uh, We accidentally swapped you with Mr. Newman. Uh, Please stand by to be killed and reinstated into your proper body, Ray of Charge. Well, uh, that was ominous, but it made a certain degree of sense. There was most likely an equally panicky Mr. Newman trapped in my body, and swapping back as quickly as possible was vital. The easiest way would be to kill us both at the same time and let the automated revival process stop us back into the correct bodies. Of course... The guy on the intercom could have phrased it a bit more nicely, but uh, whatever. I hope whatever kills me does it quick. There was a click and a slight hissing sound. I looked around and saw some vents had opened around the room, the indicator light blinking, and the intercom guy was back. Miss Patel, if you could please lie down on the bed and breathe slowly and deeply. This will be over soon. We're flooding the room with nitrogen. You'll be dead in a few minutes. There won't be any pain. You'll just begin to feel tired and fall asleep. Don't try and fight it. This guy could really stand to work on his bedside manner. But there was no point in being ordinary about it. I did as he asked and felt myself growing drowsy. And for the second time in the past 30 minutes, I died. Waking up in the correct body was a lot easier than waking up in the wrong one the pervasive feeling of wrongness was gone. I was me again. Plus, Mr. Newman had done a lot of the heavy lifting when it came to moving my limbs for the first time ever. So there was a lot less pain than usual. I hoped he was having an easier wake-up too. Maybe I should try and meet up with him at some point. We could commiserate. I sat up and allowed myself a good five minutes of staring at myself in the mirror. Having my body look and feel the way it should, as well as no longer being in immediate danger of dying, was giving me some truly amazing feelings. But all good things must come to an end, and I stood up and began to walk to the door on shaky legs. It was time to get back to work. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video, I hope